and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast. Today we are joined by none other than Jimmy Broadbent, someone who doesn't need an introduction. But this is a podcast and therefore I have to do an introduction. So, without further ado, Jimmy Broadbent is the leading sim racing content creator on the internet. You probably already subscribed to him on YouTube and if you don't, you've definitely watched one of his videos. Jimmy is successfully transitioning from the virtual world to real world motorsport, and this year he's partaking in the 2022 Praga Cup, a brand new championship for this year. He's teamed up with Scottish driver Gordy Much, and at the end of last season, they actually won a couple of races in the Brick Car Series. Now they're in this single make championship, and they're aiming for the championship. They are currently second overall in the standings at the time of recording, after a second place finish at Alton Park. The two are driving for the Fanatec Praga Team 87, entry this season. The conversation you're about to hear is between me and Jimmy at a cold winter's morning in the Silverstone paddock, which is perhaps why the audio quality isn't quite up to our usual standards. However, it is still perfectly listenable as you're about to hear. Jimmy was also in top form, which is a big help. So without further ado, shed Sheeran on the Traction.gg podcast. We're at Silverstone today. Why is that? Yeah, so we're at Silverstone because it's the sort of media day for Prague Cup, a uh, new series uh, in the UK on the Brick Car Calendar. Of course, last year we were part of the right. Brick Car Calendar, but now we're our own one-make series. And it's also acts as our first big test as well. So, uh, busy, busy day today. Yeah, there's a lot of going, going on. I think we're in the, what would you call this, like the... What is this called? Praga Tent. The Praga Tent. <laughs> it's very nice. It's got some lovely branding going on there. Praga Cup 2022. So just before we get to 2022, let's talk about last season. Mm. A couple of race wins there at the end of the year at Donington. Yeah, yeah. That must have felt pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I said it at the time, I'll say it again now. It was one of those proper, like, this is my dream to achieve this, to stand on the podium in a real event. Yeah. And I was, I would have been happy with third, honestly, but uh, be on the top step twice. Why not aim for third when you can get, get the, the top step, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but I thought, well, you know, it's going to be tricky. And then suddenly, bam, there we are right at the top of both races and uh, it was a very special feeling I'm really hoping we can do more of that this year <laughs> yeah well I just going to ask so aims for this year is probably to, to build upon that right yeah. potentially aim for a championship perhaps I mean it would be nice to aim for a championship uh, I mean this is primarily a pro-am series but um, there are some pairings where uh, that might not quite be the case but I think I've got Gordy alongside me he's been an amazing coach last year he was a, why I found any speed at all last year pretty much and now I've got him beside me every round coaching me every time we get out of the car so my goal is to be somewhere near him and if I can do that then we've got a really strong pairing but uh, I've got a lot of work to do right well I mean I was going to say God is he's pretty rapid yeah. and so having him alongside you must be pretty invaluable but I'm sure you've got your also your own skill set that you can you can help him with as well right it must be well, how's the team dynamic going well, right now, Gordy is very firmly sort of the pro driver. So oh, that's okay. so right now in the background, and if you can hear the cars at all, there's one. He's out there just shaking the car down because it's completely brand new. And that's something a pro would do, you know, just go and sort of make sure everything's okay as it should be. Um, but, you know, last year we ended off in a spot where he was the fastest pro and I was the fastest Sam. So we can do that again. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But obviously, it's not as easy to jump in the car and doing that. It's not no, a lot of, of work. Yeah, and also there's several other cars as well that you've got to beat, and who knows how, how quick they're going to be, right? <laughs> Just in terms of the car then, for those who aren't aware, to me it looks like um, 
a Le Mans prototype that's sort of been miniaturized a bit. Maybe it's been on a boil wash or something. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that an appropriate description? Because it's a proper piece of kit. It's been down the gym. That's a bit like me, really. It's shrunk down a bit. Um, but yeah, I think like if you were to sort of categorize it somewhere, it's so like LMP 3.5 sort right, of thing. Okay. Um, I think like it's a bit quicker in the corners than an LMP3 car is, but it doesn't have quite the same grunt. Um, yeah, about 350 horsepower, weighs about 650 kilograms, full slick tires, lots of aero. Um, pretty, uh, it's I think the cheapest aero experience out there at the right. moment, and. Uh, it's made me realise that F1 drivers are actually beasts because I, because my, my neck after my first race went in that car. Right. Imagine that times two. I've told me I get around one corner in an F1 car. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a good learning curve though to learn the, the downfalls for the affordability and the price and the, the entry level on the on the program machine there. And speaking of which, I feel like it's almost virtually impossible to replicate the feeling of downforce on a sim. So how do you? What's well, first of all when you first felt downforce in this in this way? How did that feel? And then how are you training to then uh, respond to that? Well, that? That's the thing. That, that downforce is sort of this mysterious art that you learn. You can't see it. No. You can just hear about it. Yeah, you just, and most people have never tried it. Exactly. You don't really know what it is until you experience it. And then you go around one corner and you go, oh. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And then you just sort of go from there. I mean, the, the best way of describing it to someone who doesn't really get it is uh, get your very strong friend to grab your head and put it to one side and try and resist it. That's what downforce is like. And still drive at the same time. Yeah, and drive. hit the apex straight. <laughs> yeah, get the front with the right point, all that stuff. Um, that's what it's like. And the first time I experienced it, I thought, oh man, I'm, I'm rapid here. Whilst I've been overtaken around the outside by another guy. I'm like, okay, I'm not quite. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to experience. So, it just takes time to build up and get used to it and, and then get the confidence to then know that, okay, the car will stick around the certain corner. Well, yeah, I mean, your brain's screaming at you saying, this is a terrible idea. What are you doing? Like, you're, you're going to kill us. And then the car goes, no, you're actually fine. And, and the first time you get sort of validation that the car sticks, your brain goes, oh, all right. Okay. So let's do it again, you know, like, um, but you do have to overcome it. Okay, so does that does that almost uh, mess with your mind a bit when you do go back on a simulator? Because is, is it actually hard to then readjust back to that or, or not? No, I find it quite a clear difference when you get in a, the sim as a car. People have mentioned that to me before, like, do you have trouble going from one to the other? And no, not really, because they are quite different experiences. I mean, so in the paddock here, there's a completely different build-up to get into the car. You know, there's mechanics buzzing around, the car itself is loud, it vibrates, you're plugged in, you're in a world in a car. In sim, you know, you're texting your mate, going down the straight, got a cup of tea to the right here, uh, you know. Yeah, bullshitting on Discord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the stream or whatever, yeah. But okay, cool. So um, today, test day, the media day. Are you used? Have you used your? I think at home you've got the automobilista setup with a mod on there and the, the full rig. Have you been practicing over the weekend? Yeah, yeah, just to sort of reacquaint myself with um, with the car a bit. Um, we haven't haven't driven the car. We obviously, got out of it at the end of October, and that was the last time we drove it. I haven't right. driven it since then. So a lot of that is it will come back quickly, I imagine. But uh, it's just sort of remembering what the car is capable of. But a lot of that's already in there. It's just muscle memory. But it's just sort of refreshing that and going out yeah, and yeah. just topping it up. So so right now, maybe what a few hours away from you getting behind the wheel? Is the adrenaline started already, or is it, is it when the helmet goes on? I mean, not really. I mean, I, the first night I did one of these, I didn't sleep. Right. I, I couldn't sleep. And I, uh, last night, straight out. <laughs> you know, like, it's one of those Brilliant. things where you're a bit more you relaxed get used to now. It. I'm sure once I get in the car, the heart will start going a bit and I'll get repaired. But 
that again that just comes back down again as soon as you're out there focusing what you're doing it's um it, you just it's something you get used to which is odd to say given that right. you know i spent so long just being a sim guy <laughs> but is there a comparison though between if you're in a very serious esports race and you have to be focused and you're representing a team of sponsors do you get a similar sort of a adrenaline rush or focus to, to this or is it another level above I say that like in a in a esport race, you your mind works harder than it does in one of these. Okay, because right. like a lot of a lot of cases, esport drivers are sort of their own engineer, you know, and they're, they're um, doing things on the fly. I, you know, if you watch someone like Jardier, I watch him going around in ACC, and he's like going down the straight, checking the menu, seeing, seeing the timing right, for people right, on the straight. Right. I'm like, what? And, and what the hell are you doing? Like, focus on what you're doing. Um, but I'd say that it's more mentally taxing. But of course, that's then offset in the real car by the fact your body's getting battered as well. Mm. Um, so, but I think there's definitely a comparison there. If you have a strong mind, and this is something that I think actually helped me um, like when I got in the car, I already knew all the racecraft and like where to put the car and all right, that. Right, right. Um, so like I was able to jump in at a higher level than someone who just never jumped in before and right. uh, uh, for the first round of the season I was quicker than my teammate who was uh, the champion from the year before so right. I mean I think that says that, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it speaks volumes for, for yourself and sim racing which is cool yeah one thing some people who perhaps aren't really into sim racing they'll always say something like oh well, it's good for learning the track but that's kind of about it I feel like it improves your racecraft how to position car especially if you're doing competitive racing where there are other cars around you in the virtual world is is that true or am I am I wrong there as well? Because in Brit Car last year, there's many cars on the grid. There's traffic to overcome as well. And if you're doing like endurance sim racing events, there's a similar challenge. No, I think a lot of people, when it comes to sim racing, like the, the, the sort of naysayers are those that go on a sim at a trade show somewhere where it's been set up to be all crazy and mad. And obviously, it's nowhere near realistic. But it's meant to wow you, so you buy one. Right? They've got one of those fans for the wind. I've got yeah, one exactly. of those at a trade show, and then there's like a motion sensor which tries to you know take your neck off that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But that isn't how it is in in real in real life. And I think if you have a properly set up sim and you spend a couple of hours on it, you will immediately see the link and the uh, the benefit of doing that I mean we use Motec when we uh, practice at home to watch the sort of like brake traces and uh, uh, sort of the curvature of how we're getting on the throttle and stuff like that and uh, we do exactly the same here exactly the same yeah. so that, that is directly you know directly transferable still yeah and also there's also if you're if you're playing like starting off with like Gran Turismo and then going into other ones it's teaching you oh what a damper is and what a suspension click is and how downforce might affect the balance of the car so there's all these other additional skills isn't there as well um, I've got a do a slight handbrake in the conversation because I can't help but notice you've got Fanatec written all over you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not on your forehead, but it is on, uh, yeah. <laughs> on your torso and your legs. Lifted. So, so what's the, is that a new relationship for this year? Yeah, yeah, really happy to sort of talk about that. We've been chatting to Fanatec for a while, trying to find a way to work together and trying to because I mean, like, you know, world's biggest sim racing hardware company, mm. and uh, you know, I've been around for a few years in sim racing myself, so I thought it'd be really nice to try and work someone out. And they uh, they've really enjoyed seeing uh, the series from last year and sort of the progress, and I think that there's something that we can. Uh, work with there and I think of course um, having all that gear at home as well is part of the preparation here so it just, it just makes yeah, sense to absolutely. to work together but uh, yeah it's amazing to have that they're our main sponsor this year so to walk around with our logo is uh, it's pretty cool yeah and I also think uh, just philosophically they're a really good company because they're doing these cool partnerships with sponsoring yourself in this real world sport but they also sponsor a load of other motorsport projects and teams and then also uh, they have things like the Bentley Pikes Peak steering wheel or the BMW DTM wheel, right? Which is like, it's the same device on the same production line. 
So I think this just further, hopefully, strengthen the ties between the sim world and the real world. Yeah, I've, I've got one of those wheels, the, uh, the M4 GT3. The M4 one? Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. I've, not, I've not had the privilege yet. I'm, I'm trying to speak about the uh, Puma WRC one, though. I'm really excited for that one. Coming oh, soon. yeah, that one too. Yeah, isn't it mad that, you know, imagine 10 years ago, a sim racing wheel would win the Monte Carlo or Sablo? It's just bananas. Yeah. I mean, Seb Lobb coming back and winning is amazing as well, but the fact the sim racing wheel was yeah. there just ticked it off for me. I was yeah, like, I mean, brilliant. Good, but I'm not attributing the whole <laughs> the win to the wheel. But obviously, <laughs> no, no. seeing that as a sim racing fan, you're like, wow, like my hobby is now realised and like yeah. you know, there is actually, there's a path forming. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. It, it justifies, or helps justify thousands of people's hobbies as well, right? Because it is, sometimes it can be too serious, sometimes it can be too fun, but Fanatec's doing a really nice job there of I was bringing everything together. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, any other exciting plans for the year that you can talk about? Uh, I mean, hopefully another race series being announced. Soon. Oh, I'm intrigued. Um, but I can't really talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's alright. That's for right, now, that's but uh, yeah, fingers crossed. It okay. seems to be quite likely, but it's just working out logistics and all that stuff. You, you know how it is. I mean, like, being anywhere is difficult. Um, aside from that, really, just um, my well, my own personal efforts, like the Time Attack car that we're entering UK Time Attack this year, the Mad MX5. Right, yeah. Uh, SR20 powered, 600 horsepower. How's it going? Uh, right now, it's a shell. So I can say it's got lots of power, but it hasn't. Um, but it will. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, is it a rusty shell? I mean, they all were but at some point. They've all disintegrated, unfortunately. I think, I think uh, the only things we worked out, the only things that are actually original in that car, the real te- the rear lights and the door handles. Right, so it's Trigger's Broom, which is an old <laughs> yeah. UK reference for those in America, sorry. But... <laughs> exactly, it's, uh, it's gone through a pretty wild transformation. So, I mean, we're going to be doing a lot of driving this year. Um, right. Which I'm happy because I, I sort of wanted to progress that way because I was quite fearful that last season, like, oh, you had to go back, back to the sim, you know, and obviously once you've tasted it in real life, you don't really want to cut this out and I still love Correct. sim racing and love what, what it can do in the competition but at the same time nothing will compare to you know, hurtling down a straight at 150 mile an hour one of these mm. things so yeah and uh, any um, sims or games you're looking forward to playing in the recent weeks I should say full disclosure we're, we're speaking before a couple of games come out but this is going to come out after that it's all very confusing but anything you're looking forward to yeah also I'm looking, really looking forward to GT7 like yeah. I mean I'm, I'm a massive Gran Turismo uh, fan that might sound biased because I, I, I work for them but um, GT is a game that got me into sim racing and racing in the first place I wouldn't be here that I don't think you're the only person yeah, that's, exactly. that's in that scenario right? it's also the reason why I own so many JDM rust buckets so uh, thank you very much Casanori for making me spend so much money on rust <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually quite interested in the um, the Grid Legends thing because I like good, uh, I think games need storylines. The racing games need storylines. Right, yeah, yeah. As long as it ain't cringe, you know, like the uh, the F1 2021 storyline thing was a bit cringe at times. Uh, but it's hard to get that right. You got, you got I suppose cool. they're going for like a sort of popcorn, not Fast and Furious, but like a laid back chill thing. So we'll have to see about that. Yeah, that should be interesting as well. And there's, there's all sorts of other things going on in the world of sim racing. I was also just going to ask you, uh, you had the former Stig round recently. That was a really cool video to watch, so if you haven't, go, go check that out. Uh, what was he like uh, on the on your on your own sim rig? Sat in your, you know, your own sweat? I don't know where I'm going with that, but you know, it's, it's, yeah, sat in your sweat. There's, been, there's the former Stig. That must be pretty cool. It was pretty amazing to have him there. I mean, he, he rocks up in a 911, as he does. Oh, standards. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. And, um, Parks over my neighbour's driveway. Uh, no, but he, he, uh, it was really cool. And to be honest, even though I, I sort of knew him from last season, I still felt so nervous because I've never had like a massive one-on-one with him. It's always been like, how you doing, mate? Good to see you. Right, right. 
but um, really cool those are really fun stories about all the stuff he's done obviously he could talk for years about all the stuff he's done and well, he's got a couple. He's got a couple of good books as well. Yeah, yeah, that as well. And there's I mean, lots of stories in there. So yeah, he's, he's been very retail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheap, cheap plug. <laughs> uh, you owe me for the sticky. Um, no, but he's um, yeah, really sound guy. And he, actually, for someone who said he was quite nervous about not being good at the sim, he was pretty decent. He, um, yeah, he got there in the end, didn't he? He just struggled a bit with something that actually um, I was quite interested. in. It was braking, like and fitting when the car locks up. Well, what I noticed is, you know, there are... He was right foot braking. Uh, yeah. A lot of sim racers, oh, it's all about the left foot braking. But if you come from a motorsport background, there's, there is a school of thought that right foot braking... I know, like, Andy Prio, for example, he won, like, three world championships right foot braking, so it's definitely possible. So was he still doing right foot braking all the way through the day? Yeah, all the way through the day. I was really interested, because, like, when I do right foot braking in a prototype, I don't quite get the pressure I want straight away. Right, yeah, yeah. The left foot is far more tuned for it, you know, so... Um, but then in a road car, if you left foot brake, you just come to an emergency stop, and you're like, what the heck? Go for the windscreen, don't you? Yeah, so, yeah, it's weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was he did that all that for the day. But he learned, he listens, you know. And um, it was very weird, sort of saying to the stick, "Find a bit of time there, mate." <laughs> you know, I, I, I can imagine talking to myself when I was a kid and saying I was going to be showing this guy around yeah. the circuit. So um, that's that was pretty mad. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. All right, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. You've got a very busy day ahead. I'm sure plenty of uh, studying to do, and then some driving later on, yeah, which is yeah. really, really cool. Um, so I just wish you all the best for the season ahead and Praga and whatever else you're doing on YouTube as well we'll be watching and thank yeah, basically thank you very much for your time thank you mate good, good chat Cheers. there we go then Jimmy Broadbent on the Traction.gg podcast thank you very much for listening if you're on YouTube please do like and subscribe but don't forget you can also listen to the podcast through Spotify Apple Podcasts Amazon Google all the podcast platforms and if you are listening there already thank you very much please do follow subscribe and give a rating it's free and it helps out the podcast tremendously if you aren't aware, we're in the midst of a new season, the third of the Traction.gg podcast, where we interview people from the world of racing games, sim racing, and esports. Our recent one is with June Kasu, the creator of Art of Rally. We've got one with Roman Grosjean. And next week is going to be a special episode about Assesso Corsa Competizione. Please don't also forget to follow team87.gg, which is Jimmy Broadbent's uh, new website and social media platform where you can find out more about his real world motorsport activities. Otherwise, Thank you very much. Keep it pinned.